Cameron Ethington, the youngest son of the Duke of Roxburgh, resisted the urge to clench his teeth and instead adopted his most cordial expression and met his father's disapproving gaze at the far end of the dining table. Yes, father, my work is most satisfactory. Thank you for asking. His father's eyes narrowed. Well, as long as it's satisfactory. Father? Cam's oldest brother, Spencer, the Marquis of Helmsley, said in a low, warning voice. As the next duke, Spencer had long seen himself as the diplomat in the family. His father had been less than pleased when Cam had taken a position with Cadwallander's daily messenger more than a year ago. But aside from the occasional disgruntled comment, the duke usually refrained from discussing his youngest son's work. Tonight, however, there was an undercurrent to his words that did not bode well. Cam's twin brothers, Simon and Thaddeus, traded glances but wisely kept their mouths shut. It would not do for father to turn his displeasure toward them, although admittedly they had done nothing of late to incur his ire. At least nothing Cam was aware of. His widowed sister Grace, Lady Watersfeld, continued with her meal, completely ignoring the potential for a family squabble that hung over the table along with the aroma of roasted beef. Two years older than Cam, Grace too had long ago learned the wisdom of not distracting father and thus bringing her own misdeeds to his attention. Admittedly, they were more often than not quite a congenial group unless the subject arose of Cam's choice of profession, indeed that he chose to have a profession at all. All the discussion turned to the fact that none of them was currently married, none of them had any particular prospects for marriage, and none of them seemed to be making any effort to alleviate that situation. All the occasional indiscretion and mild scandal any of them might be involved in raised its head. Still, Cameron did give his siblings credit as they were usually most discreet. At those times, one would have thought father's entire life had been above reproach, which was far from the truth. Although his offspring were usually wise enough not to bring up father's less-than-stellar behavior in his youth. Jonathan, his mother said in her best Duchess of Roxburgh voice, which had long struck fear into the hearts of her children and husband alike. It is all I can do to entice my children here once a week. I shall not allow you to spoil it. Father gasped. I would never. We agreed this was to be a cordial evening. Mother continued. Cordial or not, dinner every Thursday at Effington House, when Cam's siblings were in London, was in the nature of a command appearance. While all the Effington offspring had their own private residences, a constant source of annoyance to the Duke, Mother insisted her children present themselves for dinner once a week. Legitimate reasons for absence from this ritual were accepted, but woe be it to anyone who missed more than two consecutive dinners. Nonetheless, this was the first time in more than a month that all of the Duke and Duchess's children were seated at the table together. Father's eyes widened in a show of feigned innocence. I was being cordial. For the moment, perhaps, Mother's eyes narrowed. But I know you, Jonathan Effington. I know exactly how you think, and I certainly know that look on your face. I don't have a look on my face, father said under his breath, 
and speared a piece of perfectly cooked beef with far more vengeance than was necessary. I don't know what's wrong with a father asking a son about his avocation. I believe you mean vocation, father, Grace said in a deceptively pleasant manner. There was nothing Grace liked better than throwing fuel on the fire, as long as it was someone else's fire. An avocation is a hobby. A vocation is a profession. Father's brow furrowed in annoyance.